Push Black's Building Black Dollars is one-stop shop for economic empowerment and wealth building. This show tackles day-to-day financial obstacles and gives the solutions you can take right now to regain control of your finances. If you want to take control of your finances and begin building wealth, tune into Building Black Dollars by Push Black. Catch it anywhere you listen to podcasts. But I ain't touched the sky. I'm too high. I'm too high. But I ain't touched the sky. She's a girl in a dream. She sees a four-eyed cartoon monster on a TV screen. She takes another puff and says it's a crazy scene. That red is green. And she's a tangerine. I'm too high, too high, but I ain't left the ground. That's it. Just wanted to give y'all a little Stevie. <clears throat> Stevelyn Hardaway. Stevelyn Hardaway out of Detroit, oh, Michigan. Yes. 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 I don't know if y'all have ever really gotten into the lyrics of too high. Um... <clears throat> It is literally about being giraffe pussy high. Oh. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Pussoi. Do you hear me? Welcome Mountain back, top. everyone. <laughs> what? Your faces of disapproval are is that, absolutely I don't think amazing. I was seeing disapproval. I just you, say, welcome oh, you back. Just look, you I look like a teacher right there. Oh, I thought you were waving your teacher wand at me. No, that wasn't a oh. wave. You see how a misinterpretation? Yeah, you see how I stuff happens? I just right picking there. up my... I just picked it up to put it back in my holder thing. I didn't. You're giving real, uh, real teacher vibes today, though. Thank you? No. Yeah, uh. no, it's cute. No, cute teacher. This She's a cool my... teacher. I'm in a very, I'm in a very, uh, I'm in a cardigan moment. Like a fall is setting in, right? Just I'm fall very in. much embracing the cardigan. I'm also, uh, you know, Takia Valerian, the house of dragons. Mm. First of my You name. are. Okay. First of her name. <laughs> you are giving me Demetrius is what you're giving me. Yeah. I'm giving the great granddaughter of Lord Corliss Valerian. Demetrius Targaryen. <laughs> that is, I love to see it. Your glasses match your sweater. I am loving everything about this. Look yes, right now. It's you know, very someone black on Twitter Cruella. asked me what what my dragon's name would be, and I said Damien. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just see me riding the dragon like Damien? Yeah, my dragon's name would be Rashad. Or like Dale Kwan or something. <laughs> Dale Kwan. <laughs> oh, one of my favorite pages on Instagram is an ignorant ass page by the name of Daquan. That's it. That's the name <laughs> of the page. <laughs> yes. Ignorance is what it is. My Ignorance. dragon's name is Daquan. I like that. I would ride Daquan. <laughs> That's a. <laughs> 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 we 
we have got to do better oh my god we won't though probably won't. not but it's, it's fine. fine welcome back to another episode of getting grown where we discuss uh the tests the trials yes the twists the it. turns you can do it you're the doing taxes it. yes the temptations yes and the eau de toilettes <laughs> of adulthood. <laughs> the toilet water. The toilet water. Yes, indeed. Welcome back. How are you doing? I don't have any complaints. I am safe and I have what I need. I wish to, you know what? That just reminded me very quickly, if you would give me just a moment. I want to shout out um, one of our re uh, listeners who her name is Janelle T. Um, she's from Tampa. She had to evacuate Tampa this week due to Hurricane Ian. Um, her and her family went to Fort Lauderdale to stay at a hotel to get out of the path of the storm. She sent me a, a message on Instagram and said when she was checking in with her friends and family, she found herself saying, we are safe and we have what we need. And it was absolutely the truth. She said, uh, she thanked us for planting this statement in her heart and mind. Um, I love that. And it really just blessed me. It was just like, ain't that it? Sometimes when you could give thing. an opinion about how you're feeling, you have to, and, and sort of like, you know, not to say that you don't acknowledge your feelings, but not to sort of allow your feelings to take over. You want to mm -hmm. honor your feelings, mm -hmm. but sort of stand in your faith. You have to mm -hmm. declare in the face of your feelings that I am safe and I have what I need mm. and all is well, you know, things are going crazy around me, but I have what I need. Yes. And our guests at the kitchen table yes. speaks to that beautifully, actually. So, so shout out was, to Janelle and her family. I shout hope, out to you, Janelle. I hope everyone who um, is a part of our family and community that has had to evacuate um or shelter in place uh mm -hmm. in the face of hurricane ian um we were absolutely sending our thoughts and prayers with you everyone who is dealing with the aftermath of that storm in any way whether you have you know suffered any sort of loss we are absolutely yes. holding you in our in our thoughts and sending our support to you and if there are ways that we might be more supportive substantively we hope that you will let us know absolutely for um sure. i've also come across a couple more initiatives for the the uh, jackson water crisis and things so yes. i will make sure to post those as well for assistance but yes for our our people in the florida area because you you know y'all people is wild so our people in the florida area mm -hmm. we want to make sure that you get what you need um and that everybody fared safely. I will have to say black people are absolutely amazing though, because I know you saw that video of Miss Mama's doing Michael Jackson between what the two trees. <laughs> you know, I just, you know, when we, even though I'm saying, will we be scared or when we are dealing with circumstances that are beyond our control we don't know what like we can find a way we we'll find a way to laugh during tragedy we will laugh absolutely i mean it is if it is it is our superpower it is our greatest strength it is Comic that's relief. why the repasses be the saddest most hilarious events you're ever gonna attend yes that's always how it is and i have to show you one more thing before we move on to the trash okay 
So I have a friend who lives in Florida and she posted this, this earlier. Hold on. I'm about to show you on the screen. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait. Okay. So that you see that. Sorry. What is so? <gasps> what is that? Yes. It is an alligator. Oh, no, she pulls up to no. her house. Yeah, done it. She pulls up to her community, her, her the, their community. And this nigga is literally chilling outside and starts walking to try to attempt to climb the wall. No. To get in the community. Do you see this? No, 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 no. Do you see him walking? They're driving in a car. Y'all done up and done it. Mm-mm. Do you see that? Mm-mm. That's motherfucking crazy. Mm-mm. Can you imagine driving up to your community? Could you imagine like bringing your trash to the curb and a goddamn crocodile is in your driveway? Did you ever did you ever see the video of the man who moved from Philly to Florida and the fucking thing was outside when he took the trash out and he had to try captured in the in the trash can? That man deserved a medal of valor. Absolutely. Absolutely. A purple heart. For real. He needed to be recognized for his valiant efforts. I agree. He was fearless, a warrior. Because I probably would have climbed. I would have scaled the walls like Spider-Man. Are you kidding me? Sister, I would have literally shit my pants. Do you hear me? Like, and I'm so sorry for how crass and rude that is. But I I can't. uh, I I would have literally just let it go. Just let it go. Certainly not. I mean, under no certainly, certainly, certainly not me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Shall we move on to the trash? Yes. Let's move All right, on let's because do it. I do not like you as a person. <laughs> <laughs> It is time for the basura, and I want to start off by giving um, giving a little giving a little uh, honor to Sashin Cruz Little Feather, um, mm. who was uh, she was an indigenous um, half indigenous activist, mm-hmm. um, and she did a lot of work around the Apache and the Yaqui tribes. Um, she during the the 69 occupation of Alcatraz, she was very big in the in the indigenous, the Native American activist community. Um, she did a lot of fighting. If you if you've read up on stories as it regards to the Godfather, uh, Marlon Brando um, trying to run up on her several, several different things. You'll find that she was such an honorable woman um, and she did a lot for the indigenous community. And we just want to honor her because she passed away. So we oh, just want to yes. give give some love. <clears throat> um, go and read up on Sashin. Sashin Cruz Little Feather. She's got such an interesting background. Um, and she really stood for the things that she believed in. And I think that's such a beautiful example. Uh, despite all of the white supremacy and whiteness that she had to that she had to deal with, um, all of that red tape. So I just wanted to give a little a little honor in that direction. Um, also, it is the 62nd Nigerian Independence Day. Yes, indeed. And so we want to shout out our Niger tribe. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Gang, gang, our brothers and sisters. Y'all are some of the livest, hypest people I know. Yes, some indeed. Some of the best food I've eaten. Indeed. Um, 
of all tribes. Um, and I just, yeah, I have to, I have to give a shout out. Some of my very closest and dearest friends, uh, are Nigerian. And I think it's dope when anybody is able to celebrate an independence day and be released from the shackles Absolutely. of white supremacy, you know, uh, sure. because it still follows us like a shadow. Like he said, we live in the water. But it's not the shot. We got to celebrate our wins where we can. So and our brothers and sisters wins where we can. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, What else is going on? So there is a young man. Kia can maybe speak more to this. Antonio Brown. Tell me more about this because he's not well, right? He's, he's not, not doing well. good. I don't know much about okay. it. All I do know is that. <laughs> Sorry. I saw some video. He was in a, a hotel in Dubai in in the pool. I mean, butterball naked. Um yeah, saw that. There was a young woman. He was like, I don't know. I, I the where I saw the video, so I don't know what preceded this. Mm-hmm. Um but in the video he <clears throat> was like jumping up in in the, her, her face, like putting his bare naked tail in this woman's face. And at first she was like, amu- she seemed amused. She was like laughing because mm-hmm. it was like, okay, this is a little strange, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he proceeded to like pick her up and spike her like a, like a football down into the water. Um, and then as she got, came up out of the water and went across the pool to get out, he like thrust his penis out of the water exposed himself to the entire pool everyone in the video was aghast that's his entire (laughs) his entire some of the men were laughing and 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 yeah so i think the people who was who were with him Mm -hmm. uh were laughing and and i don't know making comments and he was saying Mm -hmm. something to the effect of like do you want it and was like thrusting his penis at her. It was coming Certain up out of the water. Sexual harassment, absolutely in every shape and way, in form and fashion. Um, but you know, she got out of the water, um, and and uh, the video, the uh, <clears throat> website that I saw that posted the article said that she was later seen complaining about his behavior. Um, and he did not release a comment. But and this happened months ago. But we were just made aware of it this week. Um, as I was mm. saying, now who is this young man? He's a football I player. I believe he's a football player, of, or, or at, at least he was. He I don't think he's currently playing with any team right now. But he's been in the in the media. Well, he was on the Buccaneers okay. a lot uh-huh. for these kinds of outbursts. <laughs> he's been having all kinds of issues here. and things controversies let me tell you when somebody got issues you go to wikipedia and you look up they have a controversies tab if they oh, have a whole really? tab dedicated that. oh yeah no they've got tabs um let's see okay okay so in, oh 2018 okay he was causing tension within the steelers organization tossing furniture out of his 14th floor apartment window in april nearly hitting a 22 month old child on the patio oh my god yeah, there's all kinds of craziness associated with this young man he's gone through so much reckless driving oh somebody a- a- accused him of sexual assault uh, so she claimed he exposed himself to her you see 
Mm-hmm. You see patterns, patterns in behavior. I like that's not the same story. No, this is from 2018, 2019. Okay. His former trainer. Okay. Okay. Filed a lawsuit alleging he sexually assaulted her on three occasions. Okay. This is craziness. Like he's got a whole, I'm going down a list of things. Mm, mm, mm. Is that right? He need, he's clearly not well and he mm. needs some help. He is not well. He's not well. And see, the problem when you have people like that, when they're so successful and they have, if the people around him witnessed this behavior and they were laughing, then you got the wrong people around you. That is not who is here to see your well-being. Nobody who loves you is getting ready to laugh at you, uh, putting putting anybody else in an uncomfortable position like that and putting yourself in, in a crazy position like that. Like nobody who loves you is getting ready to sit, stand by and giggle at that. That's madness. He's not well. See, and this is the kind of stuff where people be like, put him in jail. No, get that nigga some help. Get him some rehabilitation. There is some issues there, and he clearly needs some help. Our system is never set up for rehabilitation. But anyway, speaking of other people that other people are claiming are not well, but I don't know. Life Jennings. Okay. I have not read anything about this but i saw the headline and my thumb says scroll on scroll on (laughs) scroll on scroll on so if you are not aware there is a netflix um movie i think series that they're trying to force upon us uh about jeffrey dahmer because you know they love to romanticize white listen you know that i love dark shit like i'm not even gonna and act like i, do I don't not, like but i will true let you crime <laughs> i love true crime <laughs> I think, you know i love true crime i watch the documentaries the podcasts like everything in between i am not interested in watching them continue to romanticize serial white serial killers serial killers in general and white serial killer men like and that's what they do they try to make them these sex symbols and these and i understand that there was some sick sick shit going on in which women would literally mail this nigga and 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 would write him in jail and like i already know all these things i noticed about what's that what's that other uh, what's that nigga's name marilyn manson uh charles manson but all of them they all all of them had like a weird fan thing with but that's also other sick people i don't i'm not interested in subscribing to the romance the romanticization or whatever of that so but for those who don't know there is the series that's on netflix that is supposed to be like the number one series in the country and all these different things or whatever about jeffrey dahmer now life jennings recently said that um he was in jail with Jeffrey now is that even like now I don't know because I don't know is that is that accurate is that like actually like it could that is that plausible at all so let's see if this can be traced to any factual I don't know who this ice spice girl is but she is everywhere and I am tired I don't know but Fran made me watch that video and I will never forget what video what the munch? She needs a little munch. Y'all nigga, that? you thought I was feeling you? <laughs> you thought I was feeling you? That nigga I, ate me for okay. lunch. I, that munch. Okay. I know that nigga's a munch. Okay. It's like, okay. 
<laughs> okay, where <laughs> where is this? Okay, so he says, Life Jennings reveals Jeffrey Dahmer, this is according to BET.com, asked him to sing Pretty Brown Eyes while the two were in prison together. Okay, this was a fun fact, quote unquote, that he shared on Instagram. The 44-year-old Grammy-winning crooner posted a quote unquote fun fact to Instagram on Sunday that he was asked to sing by deceased serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer while the two were imprisoned together. I could tell y'all some weird stories. Don't believe it? Look it up. 1992, receiving my number. 268192. His 227501. Gonna tell one story on a reel tonight. Shit's gonna trip you out. Blah, 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 blah. He posted two videos detailing the weird exchange. He revealed that while he was in prison, he was a porter inside the Wisconsin jail. So that meant he cleaned... And then I was real young then, so they let me out to do my thing. One particular day I walked past and Jeffrey said, hey, 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 is that you down there singing? And he was asking me, you would never guess what song he asked me did I know? Pretty Brown Eyes. So I sang that record. He beat it on the door and all this stuff, man. <laughs> so people are uh, accosting him with lots of clout chasing comments and things like that. That is a very interesting, fun fact mm. to share, DK. <laughs> I mean, how convenient that we never knew this before this move, this series came out on Netflix. It's like, okay, life. And listen, okay, it's very specific. It could very well be true, but it's such a. I mean, listen, I have a lot of weird, interesting facts that have happened. I get that, and he could have very well been in jail with Jeffrey Dahmer. I don't know, but. People are like accosting him for saying that. I would have probably kept that particular story to myself. But the fact that he like got on the, <laughs> like he made a video with the express, for the express right. purposes of releasing uh -huh. this particular information. And it's just like, oh, I. I sang for Jeffrey Dahmer, one of the most notorious serial killers known. Congratulations. What do you need cool from story, us? bro. Thank you. Cool story, bro. Um, I know this does not concern you at all. This is for my sp my specific people who who are just as excited as I was. Noah hit me up the other day. I act like she texted me. Noah <laughs> came to me the other day. It <laughs> said, "Can we have a movie night?" And I said, "Yeah, we can have a movie night." And then like I be trying to finesse by like showing her movies that I like from when I was a kid because I'm like, well, let's watch those because the shit you be wanting to watch is weird. Like mm -hmm. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I don't want to watch that. <clears throat> I don't even know what but that But I digress. I said, what do you exactly, what do you want to watch? And she was like, Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> and I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so we made oh. empanadas and, and dump cake and we sat down. <laughs> that is adorable. They watched Hocus Pocus 2 and Bette Midler gave me everything that she needed Come to give on, me Bette. and the Sanderson sisters were back yes. and your girl was hyped they had a little more diversity they put a little ambiguous mixed girl okay. as the lead okay I said okay well alright you know because they always get to have a, a Disney lead yes. um, they had some of the cornbread uh, jeté the snack was 
it what made a cameo and so did um ginger minch yeah and i feel like kimura hall as well but it was very good it was a it was three drag cameos it was a good time like it was truly a good time awesome i actually love that so that was, you know, so for those who are excited that Hocus Pocus 2 came out or for those who didn't know during spooky season, Hocus Pocus 2 is bike. OK, and remember, Hocus Pocus uh, came out in 92 or 93. For those who are excited, was just as excited as me, Hocus Pocus 2 is now out on Disney Plus. I saw that Sarah Jessica Lastly, Parker took her twins to oh. see it as well. Oh, did she? Mm hmm. I, you know, I just, I understand that, that it's not a movie that has black leads, but I really enjoyed Hocus Pocus. There's Those Sanderson sisters like, are an um, entertaining time. It's for the culture. It definitely mm-hmm. is a cultural staple. Were you allowed to watch Hocus Pocus? I mean, it wasn't, a, I didn't, it didn't matter because I didn't want to. But, but oh, okay, fair. <laughs> I'm sure that if I wanted to, I would not have been permitted. <laughs> okay. Okay, that answers it just fine. <laughs> and it's not even on some super deep spiritual stuff, but like I just am scary and um I just have That's not fair. really ever really enjoyed this particular time of year. I understand. It's never like a big deal for me. Not hand, even on some super darkness. safe stuff. It was just like this is not fun. But this is not for me. Yeah, I get it. I'm not really like put on a pumpkin sweater girl. But yeah, I do enjoy turning the lights off and watching a good movie. Not now when I had an aunt, oh, my aunt Charlotte, she passed away years ago. Uh-huh. Charlotte was the shit. Let me tell you about Aunt Charlotte. She I love Charlotte Chicago. as a name. But yes, don't I, me too. And me and sister, me and Noah are reading Charlotte's Web right now. I love that. Yes, I remember that. Um, we're like on the like third to last chapter, but I anyway, like I've read Charlotte's Charlotte Web ninety times, but I literally read Charlotte's Web literally like ten times, it's and so she's good. also re- she started Babysitters Club. You know, uh, you know my my inner girl is just so excited, so excited. I too am <laughs> so very proud. I'm beaming with joy. You know that's it's just it's that's who spe- it speaks to us in yes. our generation as yes, people. It is. It's very millennial. Um, my Aunt Charlotte used to, so my Aunt Charlotte had a, a, a drug addiction way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Got herself clean, you know what I'm saying, saved. You know you know what it was. She was one of those black ladies who matched her eyeshadow with her purse, with her Come outfit. Come on, Charlotte! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she has stories about how she's like, you know, even when I got clean, I had to make sure the people in my neighborhood was good. So they used to come to my apartment. She's like, and let me tell you something. I would remix uh, bags of oodles and noodles. She was like, I would remix it. I do a big pot. I throw some chicken in it and some vegetables and I would just feed all of my friends down yeah. in the neighborhood. <laughs> and Aunt Charlotte used to pick me and my sister up and she would take us to the bodega and she would let us get a malt liquor of our choice. <laughs> Why I was expecting you to say candy. No. Chips. 
No. If you wanted an Alize, if you wanted a, I mean, not an Alize, if you wanted an Arbamist, if you wanted a Smirnoff. I mean, a you know wine cooler of your choosing. A, a cho- but a big one. She let us get a 40 of it. Yeah. Right? You, know, so you remember the big joints? So. <laughs> what is this story? Okay. And we would get junk food and we would get a 40 of whatever sweet malt liquor we wanted. And we would go down to Blockbuster and we would rent like three horror movies. What is the And we would pick up barbecue. And it would be a night of barbecue, junk food, malt liquor, and horror movies. Charlotte was the motherfucking best. <laughs> and I would be Charlotte. like 13. <laughs> I mean, Jay would be drinking a 40 ounce Arbormist at 13 Charlotte, years old. Because Charlotte would let me. She would let me. I get, I get me. I'd be like, we can get whatever. I was like, I want a flavored Smirnoff. She's like, okay, listen, because you need to be doing, you do this in my house. You don't do this outside the house. Okay. <laughs> that is hilarious. Okay. I love Charlotte. I love Charlotte, but that was my girl. Why Come did I tell Aunt you Charlotte. that though? Why I tell you about Aunt Charlotte? I don't remember. We were talking about watching movies. Oh, because because I, I was oh because yes. oh, the horror movies. So yes. that's why I saw all the like Children of the Corns and mm. the you know all that stuff. But now I think I'm 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 good. Yes. <laughs> I'm okay. I remember watch like going to my cousins and them watching like scary movies, and I just made myself because I didn't want to be the only person. Like I am mortified and will not sleep for six days. But this is just not, it was, it's never really been my, my, my jam to just be scared. There's a few that I won't watch though. Being scared out of my skull box is not enjoyable. No, that's fair. And I'm not mad at that. I went to one or two haunted houses. The last one I went to, I got escorted out because it was one of those where the people would like touch you. And I, Mm -hmm. I literally sock some man in the mouth because <laughs> he put his hands on me and I just and went into so. fight or flight and when I tell you I checked that man's chin he was on no. the ground and my mama had to come to Playland and pick me up and she couldn't even be mad she was like I understand <laughs> yeah. I was like mom he touched me and I just like came out and it was like I was like, they didn't tell me that they was going to touch, or maybe they did, and I was talking, and I didn't. Either way, I decked that man. I was like, that seems like a legal disclaimer that they should have to. And make. they might have very well said it, and I was running my mouth and missed the instructions. Either way, that man touched me, and I hit him square in his face. I'm not mad at that. And I had to wait at the entrance for my mother to come and collect me. I'm not mad at that. I get that. Because I've only what? done like t- one or two haunted houses and I didn't like it. I was like, this is not for me. When we you went know, to I'll watch Freddie Cougar and birthday, shit. She mm-hmm. had us do, we did it like a, a escape room. Yes. And I was like, listen, my safe word is hell no. Nah. Now, if I say that, <laughs> if I say that, y'all better get me out of here because I'm not doing That's going to be it. So we was it, it one though. of those, was it we like a haunted theme? It one? was kind of like, it wasn't haunted, but it, it had like a scary sort of vibe. It was like a, was it like a Victorian situation since it's New Orleans and like probably old, like, it was probably okay. some like trapped. We were trapped in some mansion or funeral home or something. Okay. And you had to okay. find your way out. And I said, let me tell you something. 
Asante. I thought it was like my safe word <laughs> is hell no. Nah. And if I say that, I know what trip this was. You got I to couldn't get make me it on that one, but I know which one this was. Mm-hmm. This was the one where one of the friends peed in the closet. I said one, didn't say who. Um <laughs> and I will never forget it in my uh-huh. life. I think I had just had Noah. I had no, it wasn't that long ago. No, it was hmm. It was for her 35th, not her 30th. Oh, that's true. You're right. I don't know. There's no telling. But regardless, I remember that trip and I remember that story and, and I was just like we're going we're gonna to <laughs> mosey right past that. <laughs> yes. And I love my friends, all of them. And I say oh, this yeah. on air because I had this conversation with that friend. Like, you're going to have to explain to me how in the <laughs> hell it happens. I remember one time me and my dad got drunk together off, off margaritas and he was staying with me and he slept in my bed. So I was like, I'll sleep on my couch. You sleep in my bed. And I pissed my couch. <laughs> Did. Fully, fully pissed my couch. Did. She went to the chow. I did. I had to get up. I had to take the covers off the cushions. I had to like soak the cushions. I had to. My father woke up. He was like, why are you up? I was like, I pissed the couch. He was like, oh, margaritas got you, huh? (laughs) 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 So, yes. Anyway, I was going to discuss briefly the, um, beef happening between uh toya her husband and memphis but i've decided uh, against it i hate him so it's fine uh we, we can move to. on to the sh- <laughs> we can move on to the shout out my sister's popping right now all right y'all so this shout out is a little different it commissions help from the community but uh when i read it i said this seems like an awesome shout out actually um like we people can rally together if you've got resources. So she write or they write, hi, ladies, my mentee, Courtney Comrie, signed a two book deal with HarperCollins. Oh. Her book titled Rain Rising was released on Tuesday, September 27th this year. And I'm sure you all know that it is a rarity to exist as a black author in the young adults literature space. And I'm incredibly excited for her. However, Courtney is in need of a publicist. It doesn't know where to start. Ideally, she'd like someone that can hear and see her as a woman of color to negotiate on her behalf. Should she just pick anyone? Should she pick just anyone? Harper Collins suggestion? Or should she look for a person of color? Any suggestions? I'm reaching out to the getting grown tribe as I value your advice and opinions and would like to hear um like her to hear from more distinguished industry experts like yourselves. She's talking to y'all, not me. There is so much I'd like to share about this situation, but I digress. Thank you both for your time. Uh, And that is from Fatima. Fatima, I think this is a really dope write-in. And I love that you commissioned the Getting Grown Tribe and community to try to come through. First and foremost, congratulations, Courtney. Okay, very, very awesome. Harper Collins. And you're absolutely right. We don't have enough uh, YA black authors. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you have heard this and you have suggestions, please write in to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to forward those suggestions over to Fatima so that Courtney can get the proper representation she needs to make sure that she has the successful uh, release um, that she deserves. Yes. 
We're commissioning your help. If you have any leads, again, get and grown podcast at gmail.com. And now we have a very awesome kitchen table talk guest that I think you all are going to really, really get into. It is the top of uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so check out this kitchen table talk with our awesome guest. All right, we are back at the kitchen table, and I just could not be more excited because my cousin is with us, okay? Yes! So, quick story, quick story. You know how on the internet, and just sort of generally in life, people tend to think that all black people look alike. (laughs) And, um, you know, uh, I, I kept getting these DMs. You know how when, like, you know, someone posts a story and, you know, someone leaves a comment. So, someone kept sending me our guest stories like oh my god you are so funny you are just hilarious and I'd be like this is not me but thank you um and I was like you know it just kept happening this one person just did not get the message and eventually I was just like it's fine girl don't worry that's my cousin and that was the, that was the only way that I could get her to sort of leave me alone about uh, <laughs> you know you know but in any case I'm talking about the one and only Tashira, also known as politics and fashion, known to the internet as politics and fashion, the uh, very fabulous. Everyone, please welcome uh, Tashira Hylard. Please welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, sis. Yes. Super fun fact. Uh, they thought we were triplets, actually. <laughs> Get so your light yeah. skin behind. <laughs> Out of here. You know what I'm saying? We look just alike. <laughs> Tashira, introduce yourself to the people. Yes. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I am Tashira Hallier ESQ. I still yes. hold on to that credential because, you know, that's, that, wow. was from my, that, that's that, that was for Brown. That's part. That was for my granddaddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I am now a content creator. I am an equity consultant. I am the high priestess of Thotlandia. Yes. I am somebody who yes. believes that black people, black women deserve to be healthy and whole in all the ways. And so I build community. I like to say that fashion is the modality, but the ultimate goal is our liberation. I love it. Okay, a spill. And we wear white toes. <laughs> we wear white toes all year round. Well, you know what it is, it's a mindset. It is. Mm. You are not there yet. To the the thought life. (laughs) (laughs) It is a calling. You are chosen. (laughs) Talk about it. But (laughs) yes. You got to see the exclusion. Wow. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on um, because you. I've been watching your journey, following your content for a while now. And I've just always been inspired by your story. Thank you, and um, just just your story of evolution. And, you know, here, you know, at Getting Grown, we talk about the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations and the taxes of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord, 2022. Mm-hmm. And your entire trajectory and all that you have shared has really just sort of embodied and encompassed the evolution that is adulting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a part of that and sort of just, just in the way of, you know, October being breast cancer awareness month, you've, you've always been open and honest about your journey with breast cancer. And I wanted to have you on, especially during this month to sort of share your story and then talk about how that has informed uh, your purpose work 
and I don't even want to just call it your professional work, but I absolutely feel like you are walking fully in who God created you to be. Mm-hmm. And so just talk to us a little bit. Tell us, tell us, tell us the story. Tell us your journey. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> before the breast cancer, let's start with the fibroids, because I think this mm-hmm. is a story that a lot of black women, black bodies can relate to. I was diagnosed with fibroids like in my mid 20s or so. Didn't take it very seriously. Just thought I was going to be the person that just had like painful, problematic menstrual cycles until it got to the point where my cycle came on. And I think it was like December and didn't go off until that following July or August. And the only reason it went off was because I had to have a partial hysterectomy. And so I remember Mm -hmm. going through all these procedures to try to save my uterus. And finally, my doctor, after like the first two didn't work, was like, look, we can stop all of this, all the pain, all the bleeding, all the trauma to your body. Because I was getting blood transfusions. I was getting iron infusions. And she was like, this is a lot. Let's just do a hysterectomy. And at that point, I didn't have children. I am a queer woman. Uh, I was going to need some help in that area anyway. Uh, I didn't know if I wanted children and then to have someone say to me, now you don't have a uterus or a way to biologically carry children. It was devastating. It was Mm -hmm. devastating. And I remember being home, just kind of being at the lowest of the low. And it was a good friend who told me, he was like, you get to define your womanhood for yourself. Mm -hmm. And it was just something about that that clicked for me because I think that obviously our society, especially as descendants of chattel slaves, put so much on this idea of bearing children naturally. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking to myself, if I don't have this as an option, am I still a woman? Like, am I still able to tap into my femininity in that way? And having that conversation with him just relieved so much of that burden off my shoulders. And so Mm -hmm. I get to the other side of the hysterectomy. My mom is actually visiting me while I'm healing. And she says to me, hey, I have a lump in my breast. And she said, I'm sure it's probably nothing, but I want to tell you about it. I'm going to go to the doctor when I get home. Fast forward a couple months, my mom ends up having breast cancer. She has early stage, I think stage three, two or three, HER2 positive cancer. So we're all finding ways to stand in intercession for her, to be there for her. And as she is treating her cancer, I find a lump in my breast. So now we're about here outside of my hysterectomy. Mama is treating. I found this lump in my breast. And I just felt like I couldn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, I was like 34, very young to uh, have cancer. But in that moment, you know how you just know some stuff? Like, I just kind Mm -hmm. of knew that it was cancer immediately. Mm -hmm. That was great. Go to the doctor. And yes, it ends up being stage one cancer. Thank God I found it early. Mine was estrogen driven. And I went to the same doctors as my mama. We were both treated Mm -hmm. cancer at the same exact time. Um, And while Mm -hmm. I was going through it, I thought, okay, it's so early. I'm so young. It's just going to be the lumpectomy. They call it a partial mastectomy sometimes. That and maybe radiation and I'll be good. Well, because my grandmother, my maternal grandmother also had breast cancer. So I'm a third generation survivor. They ran some testing and it came out that I was going to have to have chemotherapy because my cancer had a very high chance of reoccurrence. So Mm. I go from y'all diddy bopping around town, finally got over the hysterectomy, feeling good, feeling great. I got this big promotion at work. 
to having to sit my ass down because it was surgery, four rounds of chemo, and then it was radiation for three times a week for like three or four months. So uh, it consumed my entire life. (laughs) It consumed all of me. But if people follow me online, they know my story. What I like to say is I know a lot about joy because I know a lot about pain. And so for me, I never allowed for the diagnosis to define me. I wanted to share my story very early on if I understood that. But I also knew that as my friend had told me, I define myself for myself, right? Mm -hmm. And so as I'm going through the cancer journey, I'm sharing on all my platforms. In many ways for me, y'all, it was just very empowering. And right at the point where I'm almost done with chemo, my nephew, he's my cousin, but he was like my nephew, Mm-hmm. has an accident at work he gets electrocuted and he dies he's only 21 years old and I'm so, so thank you sis um and so uh, me my mom are treating cancer we have this horrific accident in my family and the only thing i could think of was well it's time for your life to change Like whatever your purpose is, whatever your ministry Mm -hmm. is, right? This is God saying, this is your moment. Mm -hmm. Because I can't go through this kind of difficulty. I can't grieve in this way and then get on the other side of it and do the same thing. And so it was that moment when I decided, okay, we're going to leave this stress behind. Um, as an attorney working in public policy, I'd only had these very like high stakes, high stress jobs. I had always dealt with the imposter syndrome, the insecurities, all the things, all the things. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, God, when I get to the other side of this, I am defining my life for me in a very real way. And that is where I am now. And how did that decision affect your work and your relationships and you know, just everything around you. Cause when you shift your mindset like that, that shifts things sometimes with other people. How did, what happened with that? Yeah. Talk about that, Jay. Um, <laughs> real talk, because everybody ain't meant to come. Amen. Maybe. Right. Okay. What did Nipsey say? Everybody, Don't get me going. Everybody can't go. Everybody can't okay, go. Everybody can't go. And that's the work, that's right? The, mm-hmm. That is the work for us to understand that and, and to rest mm-hmm. in it. So um, I remember that uh, I'm from the South, y'all. You may hear it in my voice. And so the day before my nephew's funeral, you know, in the South tradition is that we have a wake. And so uh, I I was at home. I couldn't even, like, get to the wake with my family because I was writing a grant report. Mm -hmm. And when uh, I go to chemo, like, that Sunday, I stay overnight. On Monday morning when I'm getting my infusion... I am trying to hurry up and finish the grant report before the chemo takes hold. And I know that I'm going to be down and I can't do work anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is some sick shit. Working. Like yes. The, girl, yes. the yes. ways in which yes. capitalism yes. will have us out here working against our own interests in a real oh. way. It's death. It's, it can be death. That's that's exactly what it's designed for. How many of us drop drop because of stress? Yes. And the machine not acknowledging our humanity in a way, mm-hmm. right? In the mm-hmm. ways that we sort of are a part of the machine because we believe that 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 we have to, yep. right? Because how else are we gonna yep. make it if we don't? 
Yeah, yeah, well, I think that structural oppression requires our dehumanization. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. If, if not, how could the, the entire machine, like, substantiate itself? Mm-hmm. And so we have to see mm-hmm. ourselves as, like, cogs on the wheel. We have to see ourselves as a lesser than in order for us to keep waking up and doing the same thing every day. And mm-hmm. so I decided to claim my humanity in that moment mm-hmm. um, because I knew that this was the only life that I was going to get. Like I, I was facing the fact that a 21 year old woke up one day and didn't come home. And so mm-hmm. what I knew was my life was, was, was mine to claim in a real way. And so what I did was one day when I wasn't feeling as bad from chemo, I got up, I printed out like 11 resumes and I said to myself, I, I'm a problem solver, y'all. Like I'm a planner. So I thought to myself, mm-hmm. what do I need to earn a living to pay my bills and, but be happy? And the first thing that came to my mind was working in fashion. And so I went mm-hmm. out to the local luxury mall. I handed out all of my resumes to the different boutiques in the area. And the last place I went to, I was so nervous. Mind you, I'm bald from chemo, right? I'm so mm-hmm. nervous. And I said, okay, Sha, you can do it. You can do it. Go in there, hand in my resume. And lo and behold, they're the ones that called me, offered me a job. And I transitioned from being an attorney working in public policy to working in luxury retail. So, so to your question, Jay, people thought that I had lost my mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because you got a good job. I mean, <laughs> right? Job. She's a lawyer. She would go work at the Express. I What's mean, wrong all with her? of this, all of this schooling, <laughs> all of this student loan debt. I know how black people do. I already I mean, know. And, and, and so many across cultures. Yes. Because we just had a conversation with shout out to Essie. Y'all will hear more yes. about Essie Spice. But she was talking about how she was a science engineer. And she said, she went to her parents and said, I want to make sauce. So I'm going to make some sauce. Now she in Target, but she said, they looked at her like, what the fuck? No, but seriously, like how much, how many, how much do we give up? How much of ourselves do we suppress because we feel like we have to survive and, and want to be afforded a certain quality of life. So we literally have to suppress the things that bring us joy, the things that fuel our passions and give us happiness right because we get on in the machine we we are all up in the machine but yes we digress i'm sorry yes so people thought you lost your mind yes people thought that i was unwell uh when i told them this and this is the story about everybody ain't supposed to come right because i was very clear like i was working on my mindset and my personal growth and development in a real way like i had to get rid of the things that were holding me down i think there is um a quote by Intazaki Shange when she says you want to fly you have to get rid of the things that hold you down right so i was trying to get rid of things mm-hmm. holding me down um and uh, that sometimes includes people places things you know your relationship to money all that stuff all that stuff yeah and uh, um i transitioned to luxury retail and it was the best job and the best season of my life um outside of the season i'm in currently you know, I realized that I could go to work and I could feel free. I didn't have to bring work home with me. All of that stress that was just a toxicity to my body, I could release, right? Um, I could love my job. I could love my colleagues. And uh, I 
feel like that was the biggest blessing that I ever gave myself, the freedom to say you can earn outside of the ways in which society has defined you as this mm-hmm. attorney, right? Um, and uh, I just had to be very, very clear with people around me. This is what I'm doing. If you disagree, keep it to yourself because your opinion is immaterial. Mm. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're not paying my bills. No, and you're not living in my mind, my heart, my spirit. Like you don't have nothing to do with this yeah, whatsoever. And I had an abundance mindset, and so mm-hmm. for me, I felt like a lot of the naysayers, the ones that came around. And I don't want to at all like inflate who they were because I think the majority of people in my life were very, very supportive. But the ones that came around, the naysayers, that wasn't me. That was them. Right. Like Mm -hmm. you don't see yourself capable of it. Therefore, you are projecting that upon me. Mm -hmm. I I don't have time for it. Yes. Yes. we have said that we have said that before you know when people say you can't do that it's really no you can't do that you I can't do that I can't <laughs> no, but I'm you I'm you just want me to be a loser like you I'm doing the thing I'm doing it it's actually exactly what I'm doing <laughs> no 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 you can't that's where you're mistaken beloved you Okay. I'm actually. I love that your mindset was so in abundance. So ready mindset. to go, though. Yeah, I, I love mean, that you claimed that. Yeah, it wasn't always. I think that was the work. I had a call with a sister today who was like, you know, I'm trying to grow my brand, da 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 da. And I was like, look, I, I there are tips and tools that maybe I can can talk to you about in the process of creating an online brand. But I promise you, that was not the work, and nobody wants to hear that, right? Mm. They want the magic bullet. How do I grow on Instagram? How do I grow on YouTube? All of that mm-hmm. stuff is immaterial to the work I did on who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. is what the thing that that's the it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is. That is mm-hmm. And all of the everything, I love that the abundance mindset and everything follows when you get mm-hmm. this together. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. the other stuff that you're looking for is par for the course. And I love that you didn't let those tangible things that people tried to make you uphold as important and deem as important. You were like, no, I'm going to focus on these things first. So your diagnosis, what did that, you've spoken on it some, but what did that really show you about yourself? Um, It taught me the power of vulnerability, resilience, and love. Wow. I I honestly, y'all, this is some real shit. I would go through cancer all over again if somebody came to me and said that is the only way to demonstrate how loved you are. Wow. Because I did not realize how loved I was. I did not realize how love resides in me. I didn't realize how I am loved. That's why I received it. Mm -hmm. Right. So the ways in which my friends, my family, people who I didn't even know showed up for me in that moment, it was a blessing in many ways. Now, there are people who unfortunately obviously have terminal illness illnesses and they have cancer who has that has metastasized stage four mm-hmm. breast cancer. There is no cure for it. My stepmother passed away from that. And so mm-hmm. I obviously like want to recognize that. 
But for me, as someone with early stage cancer, I had quite honestly the benefit of being able to fight through this disease while also standing in community. Like one of my friends told me, he said, you go through the pain alone, you heal in community. Yeah. And I was open to that. Like I healed in community in a real way. And what it taught me was like, damn, bitch, people really fuck with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And the question is, why aren't you riding for yourself? Yeah. Mm, yeah. It mm. puts that it puts things into perspective in that way. And I and what I yeah. what I love is that, you know, we tend to think in extremes about things. Yes. And so acknowledging, like you said, that there is a continuum, there's a spectrum of diagnosis, there's a spectrum of illness, there's a spectrum of sadness, there's a spectrum of loss and honoring all of it. Right. So it's not saying that, you know, anything hurts any less than anything else. You know, we acknowledge that these are painful parts of life. Yeah. However, what I love is that, you know, in your story, you see that your diagnosis does not have to be the end. Mm -hmm. It can be a beginning if you mm -hmm. choose to sort of adopt that perspective. Right. And this, what, what a beautiful way, what a beautiful way to consider the painful parts of life that we have to endure. Yes. All of us have had to face, you know, I'm thinking, you know, grief, loss, I've lost people. I've lost, I've, I've dealt with, diagnosis I've dealt have chronic illness mm -hmm. things like that and these mm -hmm. things are difficult things to navigate for sure mm -hmm. no one's no one's taking away from that but what you said really just punched me in the face <laughs> it was like you know the gift of it was you know this difficulty was the means by which you learn how loved you are that that is so powerful yes it is that and what a way what a perspective paradigm shift if we were to mm -hmm. sit and really consider and and with the pain that I'm experiencing right now in my life with the fear and all that comes with hard things what if we were to sit and consider what this season was sent to teach us mm -hmm. and then what mm -hmm. we do about it mm -hmm. that's so mm -hmm. heavy that's, so That's what you girls uh, fail to realize when you be talking about these retrogrades. <laughs> a lot of times they be, they're supposed to make you reflect, but y'all just be focusing on the fact that your cell phones don't work. <laughs> Speak a word. <laughs> Speak a word. There's just a lesson in that. Because I mean, mm -hmm. like, wow, that's that's like the head. That's that's a huge takeaway. That's mm -hmm. a huge takeaway. What is this season mm -hmm. sent to teach you? And you saying it Ooh, you're taught such an me inspiration. how much, mm -hmm. how loved you are. How powerful is that? That changed your life. It, mm -hmm. When I tell you it changed my life, I knew y'all that I could not live my life in the same way. I felt like I would be dishonoring God and my ancestors. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the thing about it is the question that I often said to myself is who goes through that? Mm -hmm. who, who, who is treating cancer while their mother is treating cancer? You know, I'm 34, 35 years old. And grieving. Old, and mm -hmm. grieving at the same time. All of these things make me an outlier upon an outlier upon an outlier. I'm not going to go through this and do the same shit. Now, what I want to say is you could have a life that is very routine, that doesn't have all of these anomalies and still choose you. And, yeah. and I mm. hope that you would, right? And I'm sure mm -hmm. that your audience is inspired by you all every day. 
I just know for me, my circumstances had to be extreme because if not, I would have continued to to do the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so I was mm-hmm. I was cast into something different. I was cast into understanding that number one, we give praise to the pain, but number two, that I think one of my biggest super powers, my gummy bear juice, is my resilience. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. It, it, yes. It, it is resilience. Like my mom was a teenage parent. My father has substance abuse disorder and was on drugs for the majority of my life. Like by all intents and purposes, by the kind of meritocratic kind of values of American society, I'm not supposed to be here. And I think many black people have that experience. Right. So I'm not trying to mm-hmm. surprise mine. But what I realized is that like this shit ain't been easy. Mm-hmm. And so the cost mm-hmm. that I've had to bear has taught me over and over again, you can do really hard shit and get to the other side of it. Now, if somebody mm-hmm. comes to me and says, bitch, uh, we about to fly to Mars, I'm like, bitch. Let's <laughs> yes. Say less. Say less. To Shira Bezos. <laughs> Ain't no water. That's okay. We'll find it. <laughs> you want to work down the pyramid? Oh, hold my knees still work. Yeah. Yes. It's like, like there's nothing that I cannot do. There is nothing that I cannot overcome. And there is no addendum to that. There is no work-sided page. I know he is a, is a professor. <laughs> Ain't no MLA format, no APA format, bitch. It's, it's, it is nothing, nothing that has to go along. There are no caveats that exist. I can do whatever I want to be because I, I, I see the power of God reflected in me in real time. And I'm grateful for that. I love it. So where does your, your status, where are you at right now? As far as um, your health is Or just generally? Yeah. And yeah, as far so, as your health concerned, and then generally as well. Thank you, Kia, for the clarification. <laughs> um, so I am in remission. Thank God. Thank God. In remission. Um, the difficult part for me, though, was that I think this is something that uh, a lot of people are kind of hesitant to talk about, but it's an important part of my story that I'm speaking more about, is that mm-hmm. because my cancer was estrogen positive, Part of my treatment was to go into menopause. So I went into medically induced menopause right after my treatment was over. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, that was a whole different level of like the healing journey that I had not anticipated going through Um, because it's tough, you know, like Mm -hmm. the night sweats, the anxiety, the mood swings, all of those Mm -hmm. things I had to suffer through because of the fact that I didn't want to have to face cancer again. Um, and so, you know, we're almost at the tail end of the medically induced menopause. But then I feel like at that point, at 40 years old, I will likely be going into menopause naturally. very <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. six in one hand, half a dozen in another. But what I've had to do in order to combat like all of the things that go along with that low libido, mm-hmm. et cetera, is to claim mm-hmm. my pleasure and my joy in a real way. Um, and being mm-hmm. intentional about that, I think, is what has kept me grounded and like motivated to continue the fight and continue the course. Woo! You are inspiration. So you are inspiration. Right? My cousin is, is on. Son, you see why I was telling people this right, is my right. cousin. I'm about to fake claim you too. I shit, mean, for real. <laughs> but in another. Th- the, a lot the, of likes. People would believe. Yeah, we look a lot of likes. <laughs> the the beauty. What I want. And also another thing um, that I think your story demonstrates. Right, is that you 
are are very vocal that you don't fit into one box, right? A lot of times, yes. especially those, <clears throat> and I'm speaking from personal experience, people like to tell you that you go to school and you have a lot of degrees that you can't do hood rat shit with your friends no more. Mm-hmm. Or you can't, <laughs> like, you know, like you have to make certain choices. If you're going to be real smart, you can't be fly and smart. You can't have, but mm-hmm. I, I love that you have, uh, ex- like when you say fashion is a modality, it, it, is, it is a means by which we get free. It is a means by which we express ourselves. I love that you have found a way um, in your purpose work and your career to embrace both sides of who you are. Because, you know, I want you to talk a little bit about politics and fashion as an expression of that. How, you know, your training, your passions um, and your and your your insight and expertise around the law and and policy, public policy, you know, mm-hmm. is is now married with your love of fashion and expression in, in such a beautiful way. So I would love for you to, to talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. Please. So I feel like this is a safe space. Oh, uh, for sure. oh yeah. That I am a reformed hotel. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Whew, this is a secure line, girl. Your secrets are safe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Girl, all the incense and the motherfucking all earrings. Would I tell you? <laughs> oh, God. Yes. I'm hooked up adjacent. It's all good. Like, I can laugh. I understand what's what, but you know. <laughs> yes. Yes. Hotel. So, during the hotel season of my life, um, I was organizing quite a bit. Like a lot of my organizing work is pre uh, BLM, pre social media. And so I wasn't really seeing myself in a real way as far as people who had similar interests to me, but were also committed to the movement and, you know, the social justice and larger causes. And so mm-hmm. I remember I was one that would show up to our political education class the way that I am today, right? Big mm-hmm. earrings, the red lip, jewelry, mm-hmm. like just being myself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my hotel peers, these are, you know, cis hetero men had an issue with it. Like, you know, you worry, Uh you worry about the wrong thing, sister, what you really got to worry about, you know, the black man, we trying to get free, like that type of stuff. Worry about yourself, nigga. Sorry. (laughs) But yes. And your sweaty ass balls, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we need to start. (laughs) (laughs) You're musty, sir. Your breath stinks. You're worried about the wrong things. You worry about what's on my ears. Anyway, continue. My red lip seems to be offending you today. Jezebel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. why we can't get free because <laughs> you're wearing that red lipstick yes so oh I, I heard a lot of that and so out of that honestly is where politics and fashion came because mm-hmm. I felt like these things could coexist they didn't have to be disparate concepts mm-hmm. and so um you know I started this work before there even was Instagram before Vine which is now RIP before Snapchat mm-hmm. all the things and it was just a website and I just wanted to find a way to talk about social justice causes and post cute outfits. Yeah. And over the years, I think it has just evolved. Like it, it's, it's evolved into a home where I hope what I'm holding space for is people who are like me, who 
uh, feel a commitment to our people in a real way, but I also want to do hood rat shit with the hood rat friends, right? Yes. Um, people who <laughs> feel the pressure of assimilation, however, are still mm-hmm. finding themselves and holding space outside of it. Uh, and, and I hope that it is a space that just feels like home, you know, for black womanhood and black personhood in a real way. And so I have kept this thing going. Uh, one thing about me is that if I hate a job, I quit it. I, I don't play around with that. Girl, I will quit a job so fast. Um, <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm a, okay. <laughs> this is the, the longest job I've ever had. I, I started the platform in March of 2011. I graduated from law school the year before, was sitting for the bar um, over that summer. And I just said to my friend one day, you know what? I think I'm going to do what I'm seeing like these other people do that I'm really inspired by. And started it very quietly, didn't even want anybody to know. At that point, I was a trial attorney after I passed the bar. And I was so nervous about like going to court and people would know that I had this thing on the Internet and just like trying to divorce myself from this part of my creativity. And in hindsight, one thing I can say is that actually, I think, like inhibited my growth across my platforms for a long time because I was afraid to be myself online, right, to marry my real life persona with my online mm-hmm. persona because I didn't want people to know uh, which is ridiculous <laughs> at least mm-hmm. you know for me in the work that I do and how I show up online because many of these things are I think what has helped me to be successful in my career outside of the mm-hmm. content creation right my DEI work and critical race theory studies and all those things come up in the platform every single day but you know these mm-hmm. white folks will, will, will tell you that you can't be yourself and mm-hmm. so White and clearly some black some black men too <laughs> right <laughs> we have so much so much against us well i mean because you don't have to be white to advance white supremacy and, and you don't, you have, don't to have to be white to be anti-black amen exactly hello <laughs> Cunha. excuse me for the people <laughs> Um, And so, yeah, and and so I I have kept the platform as the most consistent thing, I think, because it has been a commitment to me and who I am. And so I'm so I'm grateful that, like, as the platform has evolved and grown, so has my audience. And now I think it's resonating with people in a way that is beyond me. I just be like, God, I see you. Okay, you want me to talk about white toenails? I'll do that today, you know. It had, it had you resonate with me. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> it's so you resonate good. with me. And yes, you're growing. So tell us what's next. I, I feel like I've heard I've heard whispers of of a podcast and other things on the on the horizon. So tell us what's next Alas. for for politics oh. and fashion. So I have just concluded like a really big season, y'all. Um, I hit 10K on TikTok, 40K on YouTube, 50K on IG, all in the same month. Growth. Okay. Um, yes, the growth. We'll talk about having a growth mindset. And also mm. like welcoming that and not being afraid of it. Because that also has mm. been a lot of my work as well is like, like welcoming in all of the abundance that God has in store for me. And so I'm going to ride this way. That's right. And uh, starting a podcast with my best friend, Professor Margo Lindauer. Yes. yes. I love it. <laughs> it is called Justice. It's spelled like just us. And it is all about what it means to be healthy, well, sex positive, 
at a big age and mm-hmm. be in that like mid life where you are caring for the generations above you and below you and to claim goodness in a way that I think we don't often see modeled uh, in a healthy way that reflects mm-hmm. who we truly are. And so that is launching very soon. I have my online community and I really want to get deeper with people. I think social media is great. YouTube is great, obviously, but I want my riders. Like I want my hitters with me, you know, cause we got mm-hmm. real work to do that doesn't exist on the Mark Zuckerberg shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> I have one more question that it's just I have to go back because this is <laughs> I'm being nosy. <laughs> I'm being nosy at this point. How did how did it work being in this Hotep community as a queer woman, a queer black woman especially? Yes. So I didn't define myself in that way at the time, and I think that's okay. the only way that it did because okay. I mean, we know that these things are like oil and water. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they cannot coexist at all. So I didn't define myself that way at that time. And in fact, when I began to is when I left the community. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. I That's why I say adjacent, because it comes with a lot of homophobia, a lot of phobia in general, transphobia, and like you said, anti-blackness, despite what you know what's being preached so i was just curious how that worked together but understood clear copy copy (laughs) (laughs) yo you are amazing tashira we're so happy to have you on the show and i'm so excited for the masses to be able to partake in your energy you know, on a regular basis through your own podcast, we send you nothing but love and we're requesting a collaboration yes. episode between just us and getting grown right here, right now, live. So <laughs> you, I'm holding you to it. It's, it's going dying. Thank I you, sis. It. Where are you based? In D.C. Oh, in D.C. I'm coming for brunch. Y'all brunch hard out there. <laughs> so I'm coming. It is an all day thing. Let me know ahead of time so I can have me some electrolytes. And, and I will, and I'll bring the milk thistle. <laughs> yes, you got to get on the milk thistle. Do you know about the milk thistle? That's a cheat code. Hit me. It, it is the. Mm-hmm. This is what we call. We call it the old lady gang pill. See, milk thistle oh, yes. is an herb, right? It is an mm-hmm. herb that helps your liver to metabolize. It supports your the metabolization metabolization in the liver such that if you should consume excessive amounts of alcohol, it is a little bit of help. So that you won't have to contend with that crazy hangover hangover in the morning. So Mm -hmm. you take a little milk thistle before brunch and a little bit before bed. And that that helps you helps your bodies like gives you gives you a little bit a little bit of help to fight off. Yes. That evil, evil hangover that comes for us ladies at a great big age. It's like you a little dialysis pill for your liver. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> Gives it's a bit of a think of it as a B twelve shot for your liver. Gives your liver yes. a little bit of give your liver a little bit of get up and go. Yeah. I, I, I thank you for that. I'm putting it on my on my Amazon list. It's available at every local grocery store. Get you some milk yes. thistle. And your health department with all the supplements. Absolutely. Get you some milk thistle. That's this episode is code. sponsored yeah. by Milk Thistle. Cheat code. Shout out. I think it was Crystal Crystal Jean put me on to the milk thistle. Miss Milk and, and it's it originates in Mexico. Anyway, to Shira. <laughs> to Shira. 
We are so grateful to have you come and share space with us. Please tell the people everywhere that they can find you outside of this description box because you can always find the information there. I am Politics and Fashion across all platforms. On IG, you can find me at Politics and Fashion. Fashion is F-S-H-N, as well as on TikTok. Follow me over on TikTok, y'all. Uh, I feel like I get real ratchet and reckless over there. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good, good time. It's, it's a good time. Yeah, go ahead and hop over there. Also, my paid community is Politics and Fashion, where you will find special content not available anywhere else, including a special YouTube video once a month, live discussions, yeah. etc. In my OG Triple OG blog, politicsandfashionblog.com is ground zero for all the things. So if you can find yourself there, you can find yourself everywhere else across the internet. We love you, sis. Come back and see us again real soon, okay? Period. I'm there. And you enjoy that Shenandoah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll see y'all for the next segment. You don't need a summer getaway to transport yourself. Book your smooth escape with the wax experts at European Wax Center. Whether you're going far away or sticking closer to home, the relaxed, confident feeling you're dreaming of is closer than you think. Just visit your local European Wax Center. When you visit European Wax Center, you get the best by the best. Their certified wax specialists are expertly trained in prepping, protecting, and pampering your skin. The European Wax Center online booking system makes getting a reservation simple and straightforward. You can also use the EWC app to book your waxing service. The secret is their signature comfort wax. It's a proprietary blend of beeswax sourced from Europe and other skin soothing ingredients that allows us to remove hair easily for a virtually pain-free experience. I personally am going on vacation this summer, but whether I'm sticking close to home or I'm going away, which I finally get to do, very excited, I've definitely booked my appointments at the European Wax Center. And the wonderful thing is that I was able to do it online. It was easy. It was simple. It was direct. It was everything that I need with my busy schedule. And I know that I'm going to go in and have a beautiful experience by experts. Book your smooth escape with the experts at European Wax Center. Make a reservation today. Your first wax is free. Student loans, access to home ownership, building savings instead of scrambling to make ends meet. Many of these issues hit us as black people particularly hard. Thankfully, there's a path to not only conquer your finances, but also build wealth and financial liberation for you, for your family, for all of us, for all your people. Hush Black's Building Black Dollars is the one-stop shop for economic empowerment and wealth building. This show tackles day-to-day financial obstacles and gives the solutions you can take right now to regain control of your finances. While practical actions are vital, understanding the collective effort needed to achieve Black economic liberation is just as important. So this show also explores how to use cooperative economics to build a system in the larger economy. It's no secret that the economic system is rigged against us as black people, period. Barriers such as the racial wealth gap and banking discrimination continue to plague our communities. Still, economic freedom is within our reach, and it begins with you. This week's episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Push Black Finance, a news organization whose mission is to help black people build wealth that drives change on a collective level. If you want to take control of your finances and begin building wealth, Tune in to Building Black Dollars by Push Black. Catch it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Honestly. Truly. 
All right, it's time for the honesty box. And sister, you know what time it is. I am commissioning you for a pseudonym. She, her. Cheryl Lee Ralph. Cheryl Lee Ralph. <laughs> Appropriate. Yes. A queen. The queen. Hello, Jade and Kia. Please give me a pseudonym. It is Cheryl Lee Ralph. Yes, it is. I am writing for career advice. Okay. I transitioned into a new career field over a year ago, believing it would be the best move, not only financially, but mentally. I became both a wife and a mom during the pandemic, and I believe this new job will be of benefit to my family. Fast forward to now, and I really dislike my job. My work counterpart is the epitome of white woman privilege, and she even comes with white woman tears as an accessory. Oh, Ooh. Jesus. My supervisor is kind of nonchalant and supportive, just enough not to be disliked. Overall, I'm tired and would like something different, but I don't know what. I'm not a job hopper, but I've recognized the importance of my happiness in doing something that I'm passionate about. I would like to take a break to figure out what that career is, but would lose 40% of my salary if I do. My question is, do you think it's worth losing that percentage of my salary? Have either of you ever felt this way in your career? P.S. I'm in therapy, but would like other perspectives. And that is from Cheryl Lee Ralph. Well, Cheryl Lee Ralph, I think that, um, you know, I think what we say, one of the one of the mantras, if you will, of getting of the getting grown community is that, you know, you are grown. You reserve the right to change your mind. Mm -hmm. I think this is more a question of sort of, you know, you giving yourself permission to make a decision and trusting your decision making process. So if you. Mm -hmm have the capacity and the means and um, the security to um, take a pay cut, um, you know, then that is your decision to make. Mm -hmm. It is something that I have done under different circumstances, but I have absolutely uh, intentionally made a choice to earn less money <laughs> um, yes. in order to pursue a career path um, that was not necessarily different, but, you know, I remember going back to school when I left New York to move to Maryland, I left mm -hmm. a very uh, good, good job. job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I left a very good job. I was doing well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I took more than 40% cut. It was upwards of 50, 60%. And it was not, and I, what I told myself was that it was a temporary inconvenience and it was an investment that I was making in myself that I, mm -hmm. um, and I did some sort of planning um, around, you know, you know, did some research and thought about after I get this particular degree, what kind of jobs mm -hmm. I will be able to to get and saw that I would make up for that yep. quote unquote lost time. And so if you have a security system in place um, <clears throat> and by security system, I say, you know, that can mean anything, some savings or like you said that you were partnered. Um, and perhaps this is a situation where your partner can sort of bear the brunt of your uh financial responsibilities for mm -hmm. a period of time. I think this is about negotiating your particular circumstances and, and yeah. um, making the choice that's best for you. But remember that this is about, you know, trusting your decision-making process, 
doing due diligence, making sure that you have as much information as you can. But, you know, once you have that information, trust that you can make a decision and you have the right to res- you you reserve the right. So you're going to change yep. your mind again in life. So, you know, we try we try things. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. This didn't work. Yep. You are absolutely well within your right to pivot. I just don't advise you pivot without a plan. If you have a plan, whether that be, you know, a timeline, you know, I'm going to do this for a certain amount of time um, or I'm going to try. I'm going to give myself six months to figure this. out. I'm going to give myself a year to figure this. out. I'm going to give myself, Mm -hmm. you know, and when it's time to go back and make some money, be willing to do what you got to do to do that. But, you know, have I done this before? Yes. And um, I just wanted to sort of sort of say you, you can do whatever you want. You're grown. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've definitely had to, you know, t- turn down opportunities that I didn't personally feel were in alignment with uh, me. Um, and, you know, sometimes those came with a really good payout, but also I had to weigh the cost of if they would be worth it. And sometimes they weren't. Um I also think that that the timing of your letter is perfect uh with the guest that we just had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um yes. And I just I think it's very awesome uh that she spoke so much to um happiness and fulfillment and peace. Focusing more on that than than things, than tangible items. Um, and I know that that's also easy to say, right? Uh, we live in a super capitalistic yeah. society. I know inflation is out of control. I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, I know that I work for myself. You can too, because it doesn't work for everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't work for everybody. And, and I'm not going to sit here and sell a pretend dream to to, to people that doesn't mean that there is not an opportunity, though, that is out there that is for you and meant for you. Um, and if you are if you can if you have the the strength, because I think it's a strength to be able to stop and say what I'm doing is not making me happy. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you can even identify that um, means that it's time for you to pivot. You're not supposed to be there anymore. So you didn't say 100 percent pay cut, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. You said 40, 60, 40. She said 40. I 40. said 60. <laughs> she, okay. she said 40. She doing better 40, than me. Right. 40% pay cut. I'm like, like Kia said, if you have, um, if you have the means to, to make that sacrifice right now and you can recognize how something is draining you. And then you spoke on how you're still a new mother and wife. You, you know, from the start of the pandemic, it's only 2022 that energy will permeate into your family. It'll permeate into your daily activities and your energy and, and how you show up. Um, and so do what you feel is best for your spirit and what's ultimately going to be best for you and your family. And, 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 and just go with how you feel. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to that, be honest with yourself. Um, so I hope all of that is helpful. I hope all of that's he- helpful. And I hope that you listen to the kitchen table talk twice mm-hmm. <laughs> and that it can be of some benefit. So if you <laughs> have any know. more, 
any more Keep questions yeah please hit us up keep us updated on what the what you plan to do and and what steps you end up taking and we are a community and a family so we love to, we love to keep up with you all continue to send your honesty box questions to get and grow on podcast at gmail.com and we're gonna move on into this black person self-care oh yeah i deserve all right my black women self-care is very simple it was a rainy weekend mm-hmm. in um the dmv i felt like it was a rainy weekend all up and down the east coast um, yeah i think so it definitely was here in north it carolina was giving okay. very much chilly fall mm-hmm. okay fall showed up like say less okay did <laughs> we're here did. we're doing what <laughs> <laughs> Where the jackets at? Through, Where like, the I know y'all niggas was looking for me. <laughs> here I go. Yeah. Here I go. I'm not. Even, <laughs> I'm right here. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm not gonna hold you. Let's get to it. Jacket Paul season. said, "Let's get to the mess. Let's do it then." Very and housewives. So, um, I, uh, I, in, in running my Sunday errands, even in the rain. I um, went down to the Trader Joe's and saw mm. that there was a home sense, a home goods and a home sense in the same shopping complex. Oh. And I just kickball changed my tires right on over there. Okay. Yes. Put my AirPods in and was just walking up and down the aisles of the home sense with my favorites playlist on high and was just getting mm-hmm. my life, okay? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily looking for anything in particular, but just no. looking for a little doodads and things, doodads whatever and I needed. Yes. But it was just like, okay, Dangle I don't have hoppers. nothing to do right now. It's raining. Let me just go on in here and get some things for my home. And it just felt so good. That. I bought me some sheets. <laughs> yes. Got me a little, some trinkets and things from a bookshelf. And I love a some trinket. storage from a makeup room. Little, little mm-hmm. things here and there. Down to the I home scene, funny. And it's just so good. I was very grateful to be able to, you know, it's just not, it's, it's, I remember the time when I needed to fell in love. move differently mm-hmm. um, as it relates to, you know, how I can you know, decorate or, you know, get mm-hmm. things from my home. And I am just, I have really just, like I told you, I've been working, had some work done around the house. It has really just been a joy to really just create this space into what I want it to be. And I've really mm-hmm. just been leaning into that. Um, and every part of that process from, you know, finding contractors, hiring contractors, having renovations done, and now mm-hmm. even doing some of the little small styling pieces. But I'm just enjoying it. It was fun. That was my black woman self care. I was very domestic, very much my mother, <laughs> very much my mother, <laughs> sister, my going mother down used to, to, stay the, to the home goods and with my shopping cart and just with the Marshalls and got you some bottles of lemon oil period. to put in your windows. <laughs> period. I mean, clean my house all Sunday morning, then just put on my put yes. on my uh my little waterproof Uggs and just hit hit the town to run my errands. <laughs> Like oh, an old lady. What a leisurely day. I love and it. And I closed everything out with a good trip down to the Trader Joe. Mm-hmm. Got everything I night? needed. Bought up all kinds of stuff. All kinds of, you yes. know, and, and, and got into the good fall snacks down to the Trader Joe. Ooh, because you know that's seasonal. Ooh, I need to go see if they have that pecan pie mix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do? 
You do? I do, because I thoroughly enjoy that. Atop a sweet potato pie. So it's mm. a sweet potato pecan pie. Understood. Oh, it's it's phenomenal. Noted. I, it's phenomenal. So noted. But yes, that's my black woman self-care. Just real auntie-like. Well, I'm just going to piggyback off you because mine is the same, actually. Mm-hmm. I was very domestic on our rainy Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I Everybody here knows that I'm no stranger to the apps. <laughs> Down to you know the what I'm apps. saying? Even with the skill and the very expensive bill, um, <laughs> I still am no stranger to the apps because I'm a very busy person. But I also said, reel it in. I was like, you know, it's cooling down and also it's time for you to to get into your bag a little bit more seriously. Like, cook the fucking food in your house and take some time to do that so i wanted to kind of activate myself right so i said i was gonna make a plethora of things it was my mother-in-law's birthday so my new thing is i call family when it's their birthday and i ask them what their favorite dessert is and then i make it so Aww. yes y'all are my y'all are my testers and then also <laughs> and it gives me continued practice and then also it's something nice for you so like when it was his aunt's birthday i made some passion fruit flan his mom wanted cake so i made a black yellow butter cake homemade with a homemade chocolate buttercream frosting very nice um and i did a white bean chicken chili Mm. you know what i'm saying garnished it with some cilantro and some some uh sour cream a little shredded cheese some tortilla chips you know what i'm saying a little avocado um, and then Noah wanted empanadas. I had some leftover roasted chicken in the fridge. I had some leftover chimichurri. So we made a quick like stewed chicken out of it and, you know, with some shallots and some other things and made empanadas to watch Hocus Pocus. Uh, and even while I was in the kitchen cooking and, you know, usually when you're cooking, you don't be hungry, but I did get hungry for a time. I whipped up a little fancy tuna. You know what I'm saying? I hadn't made a good tuna in a minute. So I whipped up a little tuna with a little diced apple and red onion. And this is very bougie. You know, I have this honey mustard, delicious honey mustard from the farm in the fridge. Threw some of that in there. Some some, um, hot pepper relish, Italian hot pepper relish. Ate that with a club, some club crackers while I cooked. Very, very classy. And it was a good day in the kitchen. Very good. I'm very. And you know, happy we love a club cracker here. Thank you very much. Yes, we just talked about the indulgence that is the club cracker. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely love a club club cracker. We do club crackers. If you want to advertise here on Getting Grown, I mean, we are ready. It's a yes. <laughs> it's a ready yes. Let's find a partnership. But that was my black my black woman self-care. Send your black person self-cares into gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do us a self-care episode soon. I want to know all the stuff you all are getting ready to do. Take care of yourselves for the fall season, going into the holiday season. Um, and we have a ton of really awesome guests coming your way this season and this yes, holiday season and these you know next several weeks and things. So make sure you all continue to tune in. But after all this positivity, we're going to get a little bit negative and head on over to these Petty P. Let's do it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. It's time for the petty peeves. Time to get negative on girls. And um, mine is very simple and straight to the point this week. 
My petty peeve is when you bite the inside of your mouth while you're eating. Yikes. And then it swells up and you bite it again. Ooh. Ouch. You know what I'm saying? Because you're painful. more susceptible because it's sticking out. And while I'm very grateful, you know what's so fast? Ever since I was a kid and I found out that your mouth is the fastest healing thing on your body. Thank God. I started paying. You didn't know that? I didn't know that, but thank God it is. That's Oh, I know. Oh, I thought you... Yes. And I now, if I have some sort of mouth injury, I start to pay attention to the healing portion. And I bit this today. Oops, she almost bit it again because it's swollen. But I can feel it already healing up. Well, look at that. It just happened earlier, right? Mm -hmm. But it's still swollen because I keep, even when I'm talking, I can feel the. That's when I was eating a fucking bagel. And and that was the first thing I'd eaten for the day, so I was acting you were like voraciously I'd never eaten. eating that. Day. You know I was, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> you know I was fucking that I'm bagel. Me. Uh, do you forward. hear me? <laughs> What's your petty peeve? My petty peeve. I talked about it a little bit in the uh, pre-show. You should check that out. We got really deep down into the mess in the pre-show. Okay, did um, did. But I have a request that all persons who drink or prefer to drink tomato juice and or bloody marrows on airplanes, they ought to be sequestered to one portion of the plane so that the rest like the smoking of us, section. we should not have to sit there and watch y'all drink this Prego tomato sauce. We should not have to stomach it. The smell we should not have to sit. I mean, you are interrupting us. You are infringing. I'm really upon. about to buy some tomato juice and sniff it. I mean, who, I mean, why would you just? I don't understand it. Listen, I just don't. It, the, the The novelty of of drinking tomato juice is lost on me, and I don't understand it. Um, I'm not a tomato juice drinker, and I don't understand it. That includes all the V8 girls, all of you. Just get away from. Do me. people still drink? Do you remember how V8 was big in I the nineties? And do I don't understand still drink it because V8? it smells like you're drinking literally uh, some vegetable soup base with no salt, no it pepper. It does with Just, no salt, no pepper, I don't no seasoning. Understand it, and I don't want to be a part of it. It makes you might as well drink turn. a can of soup. It's always like a, some like a demon. Very old white man with textured skin sitting next to me ordering some tomato juice, and I'm tired of it. I don't. He want was it. a serial killer. It's gross, and I and I killer. don't want you to be away. From, I want you to be as far away from me as possible. And I wish that when we had to buy our tickets, you need to fill out some sort of survey and acknowledge if you are a tomato juice drinker, so that you can be. Seat it with the other tomato juice drinkers and you can leave the rest of us alone. We want to be out of your mess. Do you remember? Of course you remember. For those who don't remember, remember when it, we used to have smoking and no smoking uh, in restaurants? I do. Mm-hmm. I do Same remember thing, that. Even though it was very dumb because it was like all we do There's, is cross like, this there is wall. No, we all smell the smoke, girl. Literally everybody. It's just a matter of how close you were to the smoking section. I remember, I remember the biggest place where I remember cigarette smoke was the bowling alley. Oh, yes. Oh, it used to be retro. <laughs> the bowling alley was actually an ashtray. If you, if you yeah, didn't was. know, I'm here to tell yeah, you. it was. You literally went inside of a burning cigarette mm-hmm. every time you've journeyed you into a bowling alley. Oh, the bowling alley used to stink. I mean, a feet of cigarettes. It mm-hmm. would be like, 
I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not, I, actually, I haven't been to a bowling alley in years. I don't know if people are still allowed to smoke in bowling alleys, but like literally no. just me talking about bowling alleys, I can smell that bowling alley smell of cigarettes and that aerosol spray that they use to to sanitize to the, clean shoes. the shoes. <laughs> oh, I bought I, I bought my own bowling that. shoes. I was like, is that really sanitizing? But I'm gonna let y'all have it. I bought my own bowling shoes. You and my grandmother, honey, y'all did not play. Mm. My grandmother mm. had a bowling bag, honey, with her with her own ball and her own shoes. Cause what? She did not have time to play with you hoes. I'm gonna get my own ball eventually. Like I don't mind the balls because I can clean my hands and stuff. But my feet going where other people's feet have been just I it I didn't sit like, well with me anymore I in this after, life. I don't know when's the last time I've been to a bowling alley. I don't think I'll ever go again, to be totally honest, because I'm oh, not I a love bowler. Bowling. But um I feel like after a while, like toward the end there, niggas was just at the bowling alley in Jordans. We did not get the shoes. We just would be bowling in whatever shoes we came in off the street. And if you had a problem with it, you could just fight us. And they never did. So we was just down there bowling in 11s. (laughs) (laughs) Get up. Slipping and sliding. Literally just like, who going to check us? I'm not taking my shoes off. No, I mean, what you going to do? I bowl. And I'm surprisingly very good at it, but I had to buy, and I do go bowling, so I had to buy my own. Go I bought my own bowling shoes and in my be, own skates. Be a bowler. I'm. A, I think I might. Maybe I'll join a league. That is so you. Me, if anybody's really going to be in a bowling league in 2022, it is Jade. It's going to be me because I was in a soft. I was in a, not a softball. I was in a dodgeball league. <laughs> Uh, for a while too back in like 2011 yes absolutely (laughs) literally hitting people in the face with with balls is right up your alley i'll post the picture and it represents everything about who you are as a person it was amazing i got to literally accost white people (laughs) with heavy rubber balls (laughs) i honestly feel like crystal would also uh thrive that would be my other friend who would join me in such uh, ridiculous endeavors what if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball (laughs) uh that is another episode of getting grown thank you so much for listening we have had a time time last night we have had a time last night absolutely thank you so much shout out to our special guest Tashira. y'all make Tashira. sure y'all go and check out all things politics and fashion support her yes um thank you so much for coming on and sharing your awesome amazing story sis we love to have your you awesome, always welcome energy back here. Yes. yes always welcome back here at the kitchen table um i think that's this is take us out all right So in the meantime and in between time, make sure you all are drinking that water. Okay. That means hydrating your insides. One cup is not enough. Not enough. You need to have yourself several liters. It's not enough. Have yourself several liters of water during the day in order to flush out all those toxins. Okay. That's very important. Next, another way to flush toxins figuratively is to mind your own business. That is a flush of the internals in a different way way it brings a different level of peace when you don't mind nobody's shit but your own correct and lastly we all got slapped in the face with autumn and so it is time for us to make sure that we diligently pull out those heavy butters and those things to moisturize our externals you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying why sister because your black will crack if it's dry and that's just the bottom line that's it Y'all take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye.